Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. We're back on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew. And next up, we stay in Fontana Unified School District at the Almond Elementary School, where they are in the midst of a reading revolution. Almond Elementary is making a concerted effort to get students to read books every single day, and not just the students, but the parents and siblings as well. And they've explored many innovative ways to do this, including a mobile library. Uh, Here to talk to us about it is Almond Elementary School Principal Tim McCaffrey. Uh, Welcome to the California School News Radio to you, Tim. Wow, great. Thank you so much. Yeah, and and as well as Almond Elementary Library Specialist Kayla Markoff. Welcome to the program to you, Kayla. And I'd like you to super library to... specialist, super uh, library specialist. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Oh no, I'm saying uh, she, she's a super library specialist. She's like amazing. Oh, super. Okay. Yes. All right. I there will. I will. I will make a note of that. Um, and I'd like to introduce you to my colleague uh, Drew, Drew Slosberg is here with us as well. Um, we'll start with you, Tim. Last semester, you unveiled quite a novel approach to literacy, establishing a mobile library that quite literally uh, brought books to students and families unable to come to the school. And I know that uh, you brainstormed this idea in a very unique way, sitting on beanbags um, in, a, in, a, in a room somewhere. Uh, so tell us about the idea and, and, and tell us why you feel that literacy is such an important, uh, uh, important point for your, for your students. Oh man, you know what? Reading is the the ultimate game changer. If we just look at the statistics in uh, students in low socioeconomical area, which is um, exactly where, where our students are placed, uh, you know the number of books per per children is so is so low that even kids, even if they wanted to read, that they don't even have access. And so, you know, in the digital age, we have online books and we're able to provide those. But as far as them having actual books, that's where we found that many of them did not have. And since with school closure, like, man, like, how can we bring the books to them? And, uh, and so we just know that when families and our communities are seeing a love of reading, we know that that is going to give them access to, to learn whatever it is that they want. And when they can learn what they want, now that their dreams can actually come true. Absolutely. Well, Drew, I know that you are a big proponent on literacy. No, this is so cool. Uh, it's fantastic. So how, ma- how many books do you have in your mobile uh, uh, van, so to speak, here? Oh, I'd have to guess quick. around a thousand. Yeah. Right. So, um, when you and are you always you know moving them in and out and getting new ones, uh, or is there a, a call for books? Absolutely, there's a call for books. Um, every time we go out, we we lose you know the amount of books that we have. Right. Um, I mean, do, now are you when you go out to the books? Do the kids get to keep the books? Um, you know, they are welcome to keep the book if they really, really want to. We do ask that they bring them back just so we can keep sharing the books, keep sharing our love of literacy. Um, but we don't expect all of them to come back. So that's why we do continually ask for donations. Right. And do you go into certain neighborhoods at all or uh, it's all over the board? 
Yeah, yeah so uh, we actually we mapped out two different routes, and so yeah. our uh, it's our boundary. It's kind of like a rectangle, and so we just uh, we we created these like lawn signs, and we actually strapped them to uh, various parts of our neighborhood, you know, like on um, stop signs, and so they actually know that you know it, it says that this is an almond library mobile book stop right here, That's and great. so we have an A route, a B route, and we just kind of tell everybody, hey guys, so this is A week, and so we're going to go down on that Friday, or if it's a B week. So do they meet you at a certain spot, and that's where they get the books and hear the music, or do you literally stop by a home? How does that work? Yeah, so we have about eight different stops right. stop on each route, and you know we have those signs so they know exactly where we're going to stop. All the families come to that spot and um, pick out their books. Right. Now, do they have uh, an opportunity? They know what books are in the van. So, in other words, you've got a website. You say, okay, we've got uh, these titles in here. And, of course, it bobs and weaves. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that sure. takes a lot of time to do that, to get it up to date with all those uh, those books it, as well. It would take quite some time <laughs> to log and catalog all these books right, try and keep right. track of them. So that's actually why we went the donation route, right. um, because we're not so worried about tracking them and getting them back. Well, and, and as you folks know, um, there is nothing more cool than to get your own book um, and to have some ownership. Okay. And it's my book. It's not okay. his book. It's not her book. It's not my sister's book. It's not my parents' book. Mm -hmm. It's my book. Talk about that, Tim. Yeah, you, you know what? Um, I want to say that Kayla does spend hours and hours um, categorizing the books by AR level, and that's um, Accelerator Reader. And so our students know what their zone of proximal development is, and so they know what, what range of books that they can read. And so they're not just kind of wimping through all of the, the books, but they get to, to the section where they know that they can get. So I first want to mention that. Um, but, uh, you know, the... The, our collection is not just for our own um, elementary kids, but we even have for um, even toddlers, right? So that when the parents bring their sure. little small kids or even for um, teenagers and even for, you know, cooking books for the adults and even Spanish books. So we really are trying to transform our community in giving them um, literacy and building the, the culture of the love of, of literacy within their, their very home. Well, and we all know this. Um, it's uh, especially you guys because you're in this field uh, knee deep in all this. Is that um, when there's a habit of literacy in the home, um, you know, reading and talking about it, or listening to the music, and we know there's a ton of uh, you know literacy and music to say the least. Uh, is uh, and that establishes that lifetime habit of loving to to read and not looking at it as a chore. It's something that's fun to do. Um, kudos to you folks for doing that and establishing. That. Exactly. That's exactly. We really wanted to bring parents and the whole household into it to really build that habit and make lifelong readers of our students. Right, right. Well, listen, and again, I mean, you know, with this success here, you're going to be making 105 stops, and uh, you're going to be, uh, you know, going ahead and getting a lot more uh, mobile units and so forth uh, in that aspect as well. Um, but do you have, a, uh, asked this earlier, and if you already, if you already answered it, my apologies, um, is there a call when you uh, ask for more books or people to donate books? Are there certain types of books? Do you keep it in a, um, you just mentioned, Tim, that uh, you've got them from teenagers, you got them from parents, you got them all over the board. Is there any certain types that you need more of than not? 
Oh, we could definitely use more elementary age yeah. picture books is what we're probably short of and um, chapter books. We've got lots and lots of books available for adults. Um, right. But, so if um, our listeners are uh, very much attuned to all the cool stuff that we get, we're, uh, Kevin and I are very fortunate. We get to have a lot of cool guests like you folks on, you know, um, and, and we did have some of um, uh, your rivals on um, from, uh, from Redwood right before okay. this interview, as you know, uh, okay. a good, okay. they said, they said friendly rivals. That's I think that's the term they used, <laughs> Kevin, but um, okay. is, is there a website or is there an email um, that uh, Kayla, that people can go ahead and say, listen, I heard, heard the show. Um, we want to get a hold of you and send books to you. Is there a place that they can go to? Oh, um, well, book donations can be dropped off at the school, but we do have um, a website for this whole reading revolution, and it's got information on our mobile library with the routes. Right, and if they just go to Almond Elementary School, they can just uh, find out where it says uh, uh, the reading revolution on there. And Exactly, net. Slash almond. Uh, that, 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 that's terrific, Kevin. Yeah, and uh, you know this is such a wonderful program. Now we do we 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 w- don't want to be remiss. Um, this is a program that has sort of been grounded a little bit. Uh, there's stay-at-home orders. I don't imagine you're bringing the you've been able to bring out the the library uh, so far this year. Uh, but it, it remains uh, it, it's there. It's ready to go when the call comes again. Correct. Yeah, correct. So this semester we haven't put it out yet, um, and according to you know our last uh, message from our governor, so we're just waiting to get that approval, and then we can get back out there. Well, yeah, we're here in California School News Radio. Uh, we're talking to Almond Elementary School Principal Tim McCaffrey and Super Library Specialist Kayla <laughs> Markoff. We've got about a minute and a half left in this segment. And Kayla, I just want to talk to you. Uh, you're a library specialist. Uh, I, ha- I know a few, uh, a couple of friends of mine that went through the library sciences programs, uh, got their degrees, became librarians. These are some of the most amazing people that I know. And I don't think the people, and I, don't, I, and I know for a fact that librarians just don't get the credit that they deserve uh, for everything they do and for adapting with uh, changes in the way people read and, and everything. So can you give us just a little bit of a, an idea what brought you into this pr- profession? Oh, sure. Uh, so in college, I had actually been studying deaf studies uh, and learning American Sign Language Um I wanted to figure out how I wanted to work with that community in the deaf community. Um, I know that, you know, access to reading and literacy, access to information um, is low in the deaf and hard and hearing community. And I wanted to try and help and become a librarian either at a school for the deaf or in in an area with a large deaf population to, you know, bring more stories in sign language and bring literacy classes for deaf students and um, just Okay, tell you what, Kayla, access. we're going to have to cut you off just for a second, though. Uh, Kayla Markoff of Allman Elementary School and also Principal Tim McCaffrey here on California School News Radio, and we're going to pick right up where we left off after the break. Stay tuned.
Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. We're back on the program, California School News Radio, with Kevin and Drew and our guest this uh, half hour, Elementary Almond Elementary School Principal Tim McCraffery and Super Library Specialist Kayla Markoff. We are talking about uh, literacy in the school. And Kayla, I know that uh, before the break, uh, you were uh, talking a little bit about uh, what prompted you to become a library specialist. I just, right now, I just want to take a second because this is really bringing back great memories of when I was a young uh, child and learning to read. And I was a little bit advanced. I knew my ABCs and how to read well before I got into kindergarten. And I just, the memories of sitting there with my mom uh, reading maybe a comic book or, or something like that and just reading out loud to her. And every time I got to a word that I didn't understand, she would tell it to me and explain what it meant and that really helped me uh, learn to read a lot. And I believe that is the same uh, kind of spirit that you're, you're doing here with this program, correct? Absolutely. Trying to um, build our students' fluency. Um, and yeah. And then, and Tim, uh, explain a little bit more about the reading revolution. This is uh, this is a specific. Uh, it, it goes beyond borrowing books, but just it's all about reading and uh, accumulating words and and building up vocabulary. And it's not just Almond Elementary; it's several other of your neighboring elementary schools in the district. So, explain uh, how this got going and how successful it's been so far. Oh man, like this has been just so amazing. Like we we started off our first professional development with our teachers by talking about why reading. And so we just went over all of not just our data but our nation's data about the effects of of uh, being uh, proficient readers, and then what about those that that aren't proficient readers? And by you know reading by third grade is such a pivotal point that if you are not reading by third grade, there's so many things that that just fall and crumble on that student's future. And so our staff, we, we were like, wow, like what are we going to do about this? And I'm like, you know what, guys, we are going to do the reading revolution, and we are going to create this huge tsunami in our community. And so we've just been on this wild ride where we went to every kindergarten's home because we thought that they're the first you know age group where they really start reading and we know that they even before that they do that but we went to every one of their homes and they took the reading pledge and we had the mom and dad raise their their right hand and it was it was so cool and then we thought we you know what let's start involving other schools in our district and so we would just call them out we, we would make like a video put it on twitter and say all right uh mr gomez at redwood we're calling you guys out for the most words read and the most book books read and uh and we've been doing it with them and also with Live Oak and with Beach Elementary, and it's been a fun, wild ride. Yeah, and you know, when I mean, there's a lot of things you can get called out for. Uh, literacy, I would say, <laughs> is one of the better ones. <laughs> one of the there better, you am go. I right? <laughs> am I right? But uh, and and Drew, I'm 
I'm sure that you have been called out many times yourself. <laughs> well, listen, this stuff is uh, so near and dear to my heart. Uh, I was a, a past president of our local reading association, so uh, it is so critical. We all know reading is the lifeblood of uh, uh, success down the road, and once you uh, are able to read and you get it down and you're so spot on, got to read by uh, third grade, and uh, it's tough to catch up from there. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot a little bit here. Um, I'll start with you, Tim, so uh, you know uh, you can be thinking about this question, Kayla, a little bit over here. So okay. go back to your elementary school days, Tim. What was your favorite book to read? My favorite book. Well, you know what? I will share that my story, and I do share this a lot with my um, students here. Yeah. That, you know, when I was a second grade student, I actually wasn't even a beginner reader yet. And I had just I, I really, uh, there was a number of stuff going on in my home, and, right. and I really just had an immense trouble. I was also a severe uh, stuttering, and so I had all, all these things going against me. And, um, and so reading really wasn't part of my life, but then, you know, so many things got put in place where I got then to the right teachers who really started to take the interest, who helped my, you know, my mom who was single at that time and just really helped her, uh, you know, navigate that. And then literacy then became alive. And so I just like to always share that because not everybody always starts off well, but they can all... You know, like always end well right there. Um, but you know what? My mom, she, she, she always read the, the Bible to me, and okay. it was this, I just love the stories and, and everything in there. It's always dear to, to my heart. Very, very good. Okay, uh, Kayla, what was your favorite book when you were in elementary school? Oh, man. There are so many elementary is probably my favorite period for reading, you know. Right. <laughs> Do you remember the first one you read? Uh, no, the first thing, I have no idea, but the book that comes to mind yeah. is Rainbow Fish. Oh, okay. Rainbow Fish. I got you <laughs> over there. Uh, Kevin, what was your favorite book in elementary school? Oh, boy. Well, you know, I go back so far, and Drew, you will remember this, uh, the Scholastic Book Service. Oh, yes, uh, of course. Was, you know, and course. we bought up those books, Meet Homer Price and Ghost Town <laughs> Treasure and all of those books. And, and uh, I'm not even sure how many they actually read. I, I read a lot of comic books. I let read Charlie Brown. Right. But I will tell you, and this is going to blow you away, but the first book that I really got interested in and read all the way through was – Ball Four yes. uh, by the pitcher Jim Bouton. Sure. Uh, I was a baseball nut, and uh, that uh, taught me a great many things, some of which probably were a little beyond my comprehension as an elementary school or junior high, I don't know, but I just right. remember that being my favorite book right, for, right. for and, ages and ages. Right, and we can't share some of those stories because this no. is a, a PG uh, a show over here. Mine was, uh, <laughs> uh, was the Babe Ruth story. Um, because I was, uh, I wanted to be a sports writer, and I became one, and and so forth. But the reason why I brought this up over here, and you know, you know, Tim, you and Kayla are doing this um, with this great program you have, obviously with the Reading Revolution, and of course when you get back to doing, uh, you know, the, the mobile library, is that you're going to have a whole bunch of kids. You already do, I'm sure. You hear these stories that you've now just turned these kids on, and they're going to remember that first book that really turned them on to reading. And mm-hmm. I think we all remember it. And uh, if, if you think hard about it. So really kudos to you folks on that. Kevin? Well, and uh, so we did about a couple of minutes left in the in the program. Already we're out of time, uh, which so I would like to thank you all for uh, uh, Tim and Kayla for coming on. Um, I'm wondering, you know, obviously the, 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 the companion feature to reading is writing. And so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if uh, these programs have inspired uh, the kiddos to kind of get out their pens and start sketching little short stories and creative writing and that thing, which is something that was also a favorite uh, uh, subject of mine when I was in elementary school. 
school. Mm, I think that'll be the next step, encouraging our students to, to write more. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I can see that being a beautiful transition as um, as they, you know, you know, basically like we are unlocking that potential. We are unlocking imaginations and creativity, which kids are just built for to do. And we just want to be a place where that can just be, you know, fostered more and more. So that's a beautiful transition for our next step. Yeah, and uh, well, uh, I'm wondering, Drew, do you have any last questions for our guests? No, but I'm Before glad you brought that up because we all know that uh, the connection between reading and writing is just uh, so symbiotic. Um, they do go hand in hand, and uh, you know, good writers, authors, whatever the case may be, journalists will tell you the most important thing that they did to get to that space was reading, and they just uh, were voracious readers, no matter what it is, whether it's reading sports, whether it's reading science fiction, whether it's comic strips, you know, you know whatever the case may be so um it's just so important uh, to uh, to do this and uh, you've inspired so many people in this and uh i'm looking forward to know you guys are too and you can get that uh the mobile library back on the road and kayla oh, man, we I'm, can't wait either i'm interested in the fish tanks kayla i know that you have a lot of fish oh, gosh. <laughs> <that> <laughs> you have. Or do you live in the water yourself <laughs> I wish if I could, I would. Uh, no, but yeah, that's been my uh, coronavirus hobby <laughs> I picked up. <laughs> okay, Tim. And um, while we still have a few seconds here, Tim, you know, you you were the only guest that we've had on, I believe, that has been drafted by the NFL. Um, and so, <laughs> and, and you, and, and 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 so we had to bring it up, especially since we're talking about sports. Um, and you still consider yourself a football nerd. I sure do. Yeah. You, you know what? My first year teaching in 2006, um, I just got together with a group of other teachers and we just called ourselves the, the, the NFL club. So that was it. <laughs> that was it. Well, you know what? That's also it for California School News Radio. Thank you so much for coming back on. We'll have you on again. Uh, Almond uh, Elementary School Principal Tim McCaffrey and Kayla Markoff. That's it. We're done. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Wade. Thank you, Val Martinez. We'll be back next week. See you then. <laughs>